0: So my proposal to you is that we have, about some things, a tendency to fool ourselves. That's my proposal. That's my thesis. Sometimes we fool ourselves about things. One of those things is permanency. I remember thinking as a young man. I would always have my parents' home to go back to if I wanted to. Didn't even think that my parents were going to die, my grandparents were going to die, who actually owned a home. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law were even going to die, and we'd have to sell the home. Didn't occur to me. I had this fallacy of permanency going on in my mind. I also thought around the same time that... Um, Uh, I would never have to worry about my own finances if I gave them over to somebody else to think about them for me. Boy, was that stupid. That was as dumb as a slug. My dad had set up a thing that was supposed to be used to pay for my son's education. Ha! Do you remember the years of inflation in the late 70s, early 80s? This was a bond fund. Killed it right off. Nothing left. Fallacy of permanency. Nobody's going to look at after my stuff but me. It's my responsibility. And I need to have some, some knowledge about that to make decisions. And those financial decisions are never permanent. We always have to be a little bit lighthearted about them because things change and we need to change our decisions with them financially. Still another misconception about permanency is to think that things will somehow pretty much stay the same. I've often joked, sort of, that if my dad were to come back to life and see what's happened just in Bedminster Township, it would kill him. I mean, it would would blow his mind. Um, uh, just going from Doylestown to Quakertown, riding on 313, or trying to get from Doylestown to Quakertown, uh, or vice versa. Um, It would would blow his mind. Um, Things change, but yet I still kind of fool myself into thinking that, wow, I really hope this is always a rural area. Who knows? Who knows? The fallacy of permanency, nothing is, and the events in Paris remind us that peace is not permanent, that it's always shattered when somebody or some group wants to have power and exercise it over somebody else. It never stops. That's the nature of the world. That's the nature of sin. I want to be above you. I want to control you. And so ISIS is saying about its role in the world, peace is not permanent, even though we pray for it and hope for it and want it to be so. So when Jesus told four of his followers, look man, look at those stones, Not one of those stones of our holy temple will be left standing on another. All are going to be thrown down. These permanent stones are going to be all thrown down. And don't you think he stirred up some concern among these men? Peter, James, John, Andrew... Jesus was trying to get them to understand that all the heavy stonework isn't even permanent. So don't expect a sedentary, unchangeable, fixed, unalterable life. Permanency is a falsehood. I would guess the men would have been shaken and disturbed, particularly since Jesus was their mentor, their uh, guide. Yeah, you, you you need to picture the structure. Uh, if you if you've never been to uh, Jerusalem, um, you may have seen pictures of the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall, which remains. And and these stones are absolutely huge. Uh, they're they're so heavy they didn't need require any kind of uh, uh, grout or uh, uh, anything to hold them together. They're held together by their sheer weight. Nothing could pull them apart. Oh, yes, it could. And it actually did in 70 AD when the Romans stuffed a Jewish, major Jewish uprising by um, not only uh, uh, killing people, but knocking down the temple with battering rams. And they did that. And in so doing, knocked down the hearts of those who worship there as well. Friends, the falling leaves of autumn, the encroaching darkness, the end of the calendar year all remind us of the inevitability of change, often when we least expect it. So I think Jesus is saying, if we were to take uh, the meaning of his uh, uh, words, don't put your trust in things or people, in buildings or personalities, in technology or in anything that seems solid or immovable. These things will change and maybe even go away, but the God we know in Jesus Christ will remain. The world may end, but God's investment in you and in me remains total and complete. God is permanent, and if we are to believe Jesus, God's love for us is fixed and stable. And that's the really only thing we can depend on, Even this world will end when we do not know. As they look back on the walled city, the four ask Jesus, So when will this be the end? What will be the sign of the end of things? Jesus responds curiously. But nevertheless, beware nobody leads you astray and tells you stuff that's untrue. Remember the Left Behind series? I'll go on. Beware that nobody leads you astray. Many will claim to know when and how, but they won't. Wars will occur, but these are not signs of the end times. People will fight with each other because of their quest for power. But the end is way beyond these things, Jesus says. Brett Blair tells about a preacher who was talking for an hour about his new book, that explained everything we need to know about the coming of Jesus and the end time. You must have this book, he said over and over again, and a telephone number, not even toll-free, flashed across the bottom of the TV screen, and seems that he had prophetic insight into world events. And for a mere 1495, he was willing to share that insight with you, and with me. It was inferred that we would not survive the coming terrors unless we had this book. Well, a certain pastor uh, um, uh, called the number and uh, suggested to the poor operator who was just taking orders for the book that if this preacher really thought this was so vital to the survival of the planet and that the end was near, he'd be giving the book away The pastor said, I mean, he won't need the money, right? It's all coming to an end anyway, so who needs a bank account? True, it costs money to print, but he won't have to pay for it if it goes the way he says it will. The woman on the other end of the line was not amused. Sorry, sir, she said, but I don't know much about theology. To which the pastor responded, neither does the writer of the book that you're selling. In a classic Peanuts cartoon, Linus and Lucy are standing at a window watching it rain. Lucy says to Linus, look at it rain. What if the whole earth floods? Linus answered, it won't. God promised Noah in Genesis chapter 9 he would never flood the earth again. The sign of this promise is the rainbow. Lucy smiles and replies Linus, you've taken a great load off my mind to which Linus responds sound theology has a way of doing that and yes it does don't believe everything you hear everything you're told or uh, things you see on TV about the end of time they don't know why would they know? They have some corner on the market, uh, some hotline. Don't go for that. Only Jesus knows, and only the love of God is secure. That's fear-mongering, the left-behind series. It's making people um, uh, afraid uh, in the hopes that not only they'll buy the products, but Uh, that they'll also believe a certain way. Um, And and specifically about the so-called rapture, we can get into that another time. That's not biblical, so you know. It's not biblical. If we are to understand Jesus' message today, it has to be devoid of fear and filled with hope. Yes, there will be an end of things, but God will be there. Yes, time will close, but God will be there. Yes, nothing created is permanent, except the love of a God who takes fear to a cross and kills it. Except the love of a God who raises the crown of His salvation, of His creation, you and me, from the dead to be with Him for eternity. Over the years, I've become pretty familiar with the committal service at the grave, especially this past year. The Lutheran Book of Worship committal service cites Psalm 118, which says, It is better to rely on the Lord than to put any trust in flesh. It is better to rely on the Lord than to put any trust in rulers, or social media, or 401ks, or in pastors, or principals. Or parents, no matter how good and faithful they may be, Jesus wants us to ground our hope in him. The only permanency, the only bedrock, if we can do that. If we have the courage to put priorities right. Then when the end comes, my Lord, what a morning. Let's sing it. Thank you.